Do we know what we're talking about? <laughs> Season three. Hi, I'm John Stevens. This is Matt Russell. This is and this is Pod Have Mercy. You know, um, a funny thing happened on the way to dinner. <laughs> at dinner. Night, at dinner. So we're we're in Waco, as as. You can tell by our, our glorious set, our Airbnb. This is the, uh, the Airbnb set. <laughs> and um, so while all the kids are out, we went to dinner. Yeah. A place called 1424 Wash Bistro. Bistro. 1424 Bistro. And waiting on y'all, just struck up a conversation about the church at Chapwood was in town and all these kids were out and everything. And so uh, then... George, I mean, uh, George. Hey, George. Uh, Jeff shows up. We went, we ate at a place called George's. That's, That's what right. made me think of that. That's right. And um, Melanie, you were just tell you you just started talking about your uh, your story, and mm. I think it started because when you told me you had five kids, yes. and I was like, Lord, I need to pray for you. <laughs> That's right. And uh, you're like, please do, but. You, you were just you were open and sharing your story and your background and like the your intersection with CareNet, mm -hmm. which is a crisis pregnancy organization and all these sorts of things, and we were just like, I just if yeah. we could just, I love being able to put these stories, you know, codify them in a way or put them on yeah. tape. There's no tape anymore in there, but on digital <laughs> yeah. or something so that it can live on has a, a greater impact than just one person or two people. So, tell us a little bit about yourself and. And a little bit about your story. Yeah, so um, I grew up here in Waco, actually on the outskirts um, in Bosqueville, little town, Bosqueville. Uh, my mom was, you know, very well known, very successful. She worked for lawyers. And then by the time I was about 11, uh, my mom, her life took a shift. She was a single mom. Uh, my dad struggled with alcoholism and um, she was just, you know, always on her own struggling. And she, you know, unfortunately got addicted to drugs. And um, from the time I was about 11, I was on my own. And um, I just kind of navigated through life on my own. After my mom went to detox centers that didn't work, I was in um, uh, foster care for a little bit, but it wasn't like an official foster care. It was like a foster mom basically took us in. And we went from there and we went from there to house to house to house, you know, trying to get my mom uh, recovered and it just never worked. So I ended up, you know, on the streets basically um, in really bad company. And it really just corrupted everything that um, my mom, you know, tried to raise uh, me to believe and do and for, you know, temporarily. Um, but I really believe like, you know, I, I grew up Baptist and I was in the Methodist church for a while. And um, I feel like that foundation really um, clung to me. You know, mm -hmm. uh, it says, you know, raise your child up knowing, you know, yeah. God and no matter how far they stray, they'll always come back. And I really believe that happened with me because mm -hmm. when I hit rock bottom, I was in a, a really abusive relationship um, and I ended up having four boys by 22. And wow. so I was pregnant at 16, had my first one at 17. And then um, by 2010, it was just back to back to back. Um, it was a very domestic, abusive and emotionally abusive uh, relationship. And um, by the time I was in my fourth pregnancy, homeless, my family kind of disowned me um, because of the guy I was with. He was very bad guy, bad news. And um, he just like took me down a really dark path. And um, 
um, just had nobody. And we ended up in a hotel um, on Waco Drive. It was right by Karenet Pregnancy Center and Salvation Army, actually. And um, I, you know, I was in a really tough situation and um, I was pregnant, like I said, with my fourth son. We hadn't eaten in three days and um, I was ready to give my kids up for foster care or something. I, I just couldn't see them suffering anymore. And um, I, you know, God just woke me up and he told me to, you know, call on him. And um, I, I left the hotel on foot and I just started walking and I sat in front of Salvation Army and I asked for help and they denied me. And the only thing in front of me was CareNet Pregnancy Center at that point. And um, God, you know, I, I stayed, you know, faithful and I, I kind of always knew God was there from some experiences in the past um, whenever I was going through the worst of the worst mm-hmm. in my abuse. And um you know, I, you know, had read in my Bible, you know, he'll always have the things you need around you as long as you move your feet to it. And so I was like, okay, God, where do you want me to go? Mm-hmm. And I looked and there CareNet was, and it was kind of like a tunnel vision in on it. And I walked in and, um, I asked for some diaper donations and they were like, yeah, like, can we come, can we get you back to like, talk to you? And I think the, with, with single moms or just moms in struggle, struggling with their kids, I think the hardest part is to ask, you know, ask for help because of you know you don't want you know the fear of your kids taken away from you or you know the um just the embarrassment of abuse or the things that you go through um so i was very uh hesitant to ask for help um but they did call me to the back and they asked you know how they could help and i just wanted diapers and um at that point um i met a girl named janie that worked there and she took me back and she was like, you know, we offer all these other resources, or, you know, can we help you? And at that point I was at my breaking point and I just broke and I was like, you know what? I, I can't go back to where I am. I'm going to, you know, I'm ready to, you know, I'm ready to surrender this. Like I can't do it anymore. And she was mm-hmm. like, well, just hold on, hold on. And I think I have somebody that can help you. And so, um, the CEO of CareNet Pregnancy Center, her name is Deborah McGregor. She's like an angel. And, um, she came in and it was funny because she looked like my mom did before my mom got on drugs and so it was just like a it was like an instant like connection with her she's a beautiful woman and she came in and she was like hey i've been waiting for you and never met this woman in my life and i was like what do you mean you know and and so she uh she was like well god told me you know um we were gonna help someone like you and we bought a house me and my husband and we refurnished it and put food in it and we just really want to help someone like you rebuild your life and i was like you're kidding you know i was like okay hold on what's the catch here this is not real and um she said you know the only catch is that you know i'm gonna ask you to seek righteousness from here on out and you'll be filled. I, I, you know, I, I guarantee you, you will be filled if you can just promise that you'll seek righteousness from here on out. And, you know, I was like, I was all in and I said, okay, well, where do we start? And, you know, she gave me the, um, the steps to take and she, you know, she wanted to help my kid's dad too, the boy's dad, um, as well. There's a Christian, uh, brother or Christian, it's like a Christian brotherhood around mm-hmm. Waco too that help men and, and, and that need to help too. Yeah. And so, but he wasn't willing. So I got away from him, uh, through them. And I was one of the first, uh, girls that they housed in a house outside of their facility now, because Karenet has a facility now that, um, houses women and children. And I think they house up to like, I don't know, 20 at least, um, women and children in their facility. And, um, but before that happened, before it was built, I, they kind of gave, it was like a trial run um, for me. And they built this house for women and children. And I got to stay there. I stayed there for a year. 
and I rebuilt my life from there. And, um, I just, um, I was able to just finally live, you know, freely. And I just, you know, they helped me. There's so many resources CareNet gives you. There's not mm-hmm. just like, okay, here, you can have all this free stuff. And, you know, they actually give you the foundations and, and the um, biblical knowledge that you need to be <clears throat> successful, you know, in this life, even with all the temptations around you. And um, just, um, I think a lot of girls were, are scared too sometimes because they always think like, okay, well, what's the catch you know what do they want you know like people don't give free things for no reason but karenette's the one place that i can say that they really they are just genuinely out to help girls and Mm -hmm. and they give you know classes for parenting um i think once you're in a street life you got you you have to re-educate your your mind and re um learn life you know Mm -hmm. i was very street mentality um my kid's dad you know he was a drug dealer Mm -hmm. um I participated in those things because I knew I didn't know better, you know, and um, um, it was just it's a deep, dark circle that you get in. And um, once you're in it, I think you have to literally be reeducated and like just remolded in order to, you know, overcome it because it's such a darkness. And um, I know so many girls in Waco, even at 1424, I work with some girls that are struggling, getting away from an abusive, toxic relationship. (laughs) And um, I've been able to point them in the direction of CareNet and they have the classes for you. They have the resources. Um, If they don't have it, they'll point you in the direction that they, that do have it. Um, They have counseling, but that's really how I, um, you know, was able to overcome all of the things that I went through and um I do have to tell y'all a story though because the reason I I was able to do that I think is because um I was in a trap house um it was a drug house and um it was whenever I just had my second son and I thought God was nowhere to be found like I was he was done with me okay I was I was beyond you know help you know and um I was sitting there and um I was alone with my two babies and um, I had nothing but a duffel bag and a Bible, literally. And I was just like, how did I get here? Like, how on earth did I get here? I had all these things going for me. And then here I am with a drug dealer and two babies and I don't know what to do. And um, I had, I opened my Bible and the first thing that I read in the Bible as I opened it was Jeremiah 33, three, and it said, call on me. And um, I will show you all the things that you don't know of. Just call on me. And so I, I like tears flowing down my eyes. I'm like, all right, God, I'm calling on you. Where are you? You know, where are you? And I, no lie, not even five minutes later, a crackhead walks in. And and he was like, he was like. God has oh. been known to show up in a variety of ways. <laughs> I, it was kind of scary, but he, he walks in. He was like, oh, what you doing, girl? He was like, I see you got your Bible. And I was like, yeah. He was like you should read Jeremiah 33, three. He said, you know, if you call on God, he'll, he'll tell you all the things you don't know about. He can speak to, he can speak through crackheads just like me. He was like, all right, bye girl. And I was like, okay, God, I guess that was you. You know, he said he can speak through the donkey's mouth. So, I mean, he can speak through a crackhead too. Right. And so, I mean, it was absolutely, it was, that shook me. And so that stuck with me, I think, for all the years, even after everything I went through. But that moment right there, I think that is really what, like, kind of just, like, put a fire in me, even though I had to go through a lot of other things. Um, But 
that is what moved my feet that morning when we hadn't ate for three days and i was like okay god what do you want from me and i i called on him and i think that you know a lot of people just want to call on, you know, people or, you know, even churches, you know, they think that the churches have all your answers or, you know, mm-hmm. want even organization, you know, even though CareNet helped me a lot, um, I feel like, you know, if it wasn't for me calling on God and being led by God to be there, then it wouldn't have happened. And um, because CareNet is, you know, Christ-centered based, you know, um, I think that that's why they are so successful because they don't lose sight um, on who's really helping us you know and so i called on him and he led me literally led me right into the doors and she was waiting on me and i feel like you know it was all meant to be and now i just feel like if um if i can share my testimony and give people hope everybody always asks me why i'm so happy and so i feel like i'm always ready to give my testimony as mm-hmm. to why i have hope in in the lord and and i feel like um as long as we can call on him um he'll move our feet and um and move our feet then he will answer us and show us all the things that we don't know of and open opportunities and it's just been a um a crazy a crazy walk since then and i've um never dreamed of all the things that he's done for me but i can tell you miracle after miracle story um after i moved into the house i actually was given a car next you know i had a guy come up to me and hand me fifteen thousand dollars before just because he said god told him to you know and i had been calling and calling on god and and it's just it's just been like that so i encourage everybody to you know, just really call on him, and, and he'll show you all the things like he's shown I me. I need to be calling on him yeah. more. Yeah. <laughs> nobody, showed, yeah. nobody showed up and said, God told me to give you. Yeah. Now, one of, one of the things I find fascinating tonight, you, you, I mean, it's such a redemption story, mm-hmm. but there's even redemption after redemption. Tell mm-hmm. us about meeting Cruz, yeah, so, um, kind of this second chapter in yeah. your life after all that. oh yeah so um i was you know 22 a single mom with four babies and um three in diapers at that too so wow. um it was so in 2013 from 2017 i was a single mom and i went through a lot of hardships in that time but um i felt like god gave me path after path like that i mean that fifteen thousand dollars paid for a year in a beautiful home to get me away from my abuser i uh needed a break one day and cruz was in my dms on instagram for like a year and uh he was asking me to come play slow pitch softball with him um and he swore he wasn't a creeper and so i was like okay so and he asked he told me to bring the kids and that was like a good sign you know hey bring the kids and i'm like okay well it's gonna be a public place and you know so we finally met and um a week later he told me that you know god told him that those were his kids and i was like wait wait hold up that that's a little that's a little much i don't think you understand what you're getting into and everybody thought he was crazy because i mean he was a single guy no kids you know great um you know reputation and you know he had a lot of going for himself and um here i am this hot mess with four kids and um he just was like you know i i feel like this is this was what i'm supposed to do and the kids clung to him it's crazy because the kids look like him too and so it just kind of all it just kind of all you know happened and um and then you know he asked me to marry him and we had our daughter and um it's been it's been a journey to say the least i feel like um we i don't i could not have gotten through 
these last few years without him. Um, the support, I've never had the support of a mm-hmm. man, um, a working man. <laughs> Praise God for working men um, that, you know, was, you know, and, and he was so selfless with everything. Like it was like he wasn't just working for himself. You know, he was all, since he met me, he was always like, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go all in with y'all. We're going to have a better life. And um, he wow. promised all that. And he's been there through everything for me. So it's been uh, it's been crazy. Um, our daughter is his little twin. And um yeah, and, and he actually, so Cruz actually, you know, battled um, alcoholism too. Mm-hmm. And so whenever he met me um, and hearing my story, I feel like that kind of gave him the courage to overcome that, seeing everything that I overcame too, mm-hmm. you know, and he was able to get through the trauma with me. It's not easy. It hasn't been easy, you know, at all, especially with my trauma. We, we've we gone through a lot of um, different ups and downs, but it's more spiritually because of the battles within, mm-hmm. but I mean, we've, yeah, just him alone, just having him is just a, a huge blessing because I mean, yeah, I mean, everybody thinks that, you know, you have kids, then you're just, you know, you're, you know, you can't, you can't have life yeah. after that, you yeah, know, after yeah. the abuse and trauma and, and all that. So we're just lucky to have him. And so, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. What was it like the um like that first year for you when you stepped into CareNet and it must have like it's it's so different from the life you had been living and the life that you had come accustomed to or whatever. And then you were stepping into this other what was it like that first year for you? Very confusing. Um I feel like um so I was at, I, I went through counseling through the abuse center in mm-hmm. Waco. There is an abuse center and uh, Miss Deborah got me connected with them because she saw the struggles that I had. And um, I think that helped out a lot. Um, I didn't go very long. I wish I would have gone longer actually, but it did help me. But um, I think that, you know, um, just I found my church was Antioch here in Waco. Yes. And um, I, you know, got connected with them before they got really, really big. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just miracles just started happening for me um, since then. And like I said, I think it was just the surrender I had. Um, it was just kind of like, okay, um, I walked into the whole organization of CareNet and I walked in like they literally told me like you have to be willing to you know change and I think that's why it was I was an easy um, advocate I guess you could say for them because I was my surrender was so mm-hmm. real and it, I was just ready to give it all up and and that's what I did and um and and it was you know I think spiritually I would not I would not be here right now if it just wouldn't have been for Jesus and I mean He's just shown me um, so many different different things at my worst, and um, like I said, I think just just reeducating your mind and uh, and just really just diving into the Word and just connecting and uh, and my prayer life, you know, I mm-hmm. think that that had a huge impact on on how everything just moved in my life. Um, I really believe that the power of prayer is the number one key to everyone's darkness, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that CareNet taught me how to do that, you know. I didn't really know how to pray, pray and I didn't know how to manage, you know, my kids or anything. But um, that first year, 
Um, it, I would not, I would not be able to do it if I didn't have the women behind me that I had from Karenet. Like they, they were my, um, my mothers, you know, like my mother hens, they, they really just reshaped me and um, gave me the confidence I needed. And they believed in me. That was the was main thing. The staff. So the staff. And then, uh, Miss, of course, Miss Deborah, she, she's the best there. And she's, I consider her a godmother to me. Um, mm-hmm. And I started working for her husband and um, he became like a father figure that I never had. And um, which I have, I have a dad, but he's, you know, he struggled with his own battles and Mm -hmm. um, different things like that. So I think that that the people that you have in your corner is very important, you know. And so I don't I know I wouldn't have been where I am today if it wouldn't have been for that support and just uh, education. And I was able with Cruz, I was able to get my GED. Um, I finally, cause I was a high school dropout and, um, in 2019, very recently, I was finally able to get my GED cause you know, we've always worked and yeah. things like that. But, um, that was something that, you know, CareNet helped with too, through Christian women's job Corps. They got me connected through them. And, um, so yeah, there's just like endless resources through CareNet for women and even men because they can point them in the right direction, you know, um, but yeah, and now they have a facility where they house women and children at that facility, like I was saying, and, um, they, they do the classes and everything that, um, you need to be successful. And I think that that's where, that's why I was able to get where I am now today. So that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. on my shelf in my office, I have a, a, a Japanese bowl Okay. and, uh, it's a, it's an art form. They call mm-hmm. it Kintsugi. Uh, have you ever heard of it? Kintsugi. Mm-hmm. Kintsugi. Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, but what they do is it's they, they make this bowl out of pottery and they break it intentionally. Oh, wow. And then they put the pieces back together using a solder that's made out of gold. And so it, it just has this beautiful look to it. I'll pull up a picture. I'll show you on the phone. But it's um, that's what I think about when I hear your story. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah, it's like, I think God puts, you know, in, in horrible situations like that, God puts you back together and it, you're actually more beautiful on the other side of it, yeah. Absolutely, you know? Yeah. And so it's like these, um, you know, it's just beautiful, uh, art and it, and it becomes people seek after this, which doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, why would you, um, <laughs> why would you? Yeah, see? Oh, wow. Yeah. And so they put these um, they put these uh, pieces back together. They break it and they put it back together. And everyone is unique and different. Wow. That's what I feel like. I feel like I would, I'm not the same person um, that I was, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was crushed in the worst ways, you know. And um, I'm thankful for all my trials. And um, I'm thankful for my abuse. I'm thankful for my abuser. And, 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 and I am thankful because I've, I've decided to forgive them. You know, Mm. I think that forgiveness really just, um, the, it was the gold that they used to put it back together. You know, I think that is definitely what that, that has to be. Yeah. It's God is, God is that master craftsman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you know, you got to have your pieces Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. the solder that's used or different, you know, you think about all these people in your life that have 
have gone out of their way just because they wanted to be obedient to mm-hmm. God. Yes, yeah, and then, absolutely. And pour out into people like you. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. it's a great story. Yeah. Amazing. And it's, um, it's one that thanks for sharing it with yeah. us, just yeah, the absolutely. encouragement. And I know there's care nets uh, all over the country. Mm-hmm. We have uh, care net in Houston. Houston. Actually, I think I've been to a luncheon before for care net in Houston. Mm-hmm. And so the care net here, I think, is care net of Central Texas, mm-hmm. I think is it what is. it's called. Yeah. And so they're all over. So people who, when you run across, if you have people in your life or you run across people in your life that you find in them in a similar situation or something, that's a good resource to... Oh, yeah. They do free ultrasounds, um, all kind of medical things for women in pregnancies and crisis pregnancies. Um, like I said, the, the research, the resources are endless. It's their goal to, you know, if they can't, if they don't know how, where to point you, they're going to find it for you, you know? And so, um, I wouldn't, I didn't know which way to go. I didn't know how, you know, to, you know, apply for certain resources that I needed for my children, my, my four son that I was um, pregnant with whenever I got in, or I got involved with CareNet, um, it was, it's even crazier because I, I met, I went to CareNet at 20 weeks and at 28 weeks is when I had my son. And so if I wouldn't have been there in that home in a safe place with a car to make it back to the hospitals and stuff, you know, I, I seriously think I would have lost my my kids altogether. Mm-hmm. You know, I ended up having a super early pregnancy and Miss Deborah was the only one there. Through delivery with me, and you know, she was there through my son's NICU experience, and then he spent you know months after that in the hospital. And so, like, they really become like family. They genuinely care for you because they they want to. You know, it's not because they're they want you to pay them back, or you know, they want you to pay. They want you to pay it forward, if anything. You know, so um, I think that you know, it's a great resource that more people need to know about in Waco. And um, I think that it can definitely save a lot of lives, you know, so like mine. So that's fantastic. Awesome. Well, we always end our podcast by saying this. I'm John Stevens. And I'm Matt Russell. And this is Pod Have Mercy. (laughs) 